0: Cardinals fall 31-21 to the Seattle Seahawks Sunday and are now 3-6, dead last in the division. Through the good and the bad, though, we are here for you every week on Morning Scramble, presented by Verizon, Q McCorvey, Jody Jackson. I'm Danny Sarek. We're gonna talk about the good and the bad following Sunday's loss. The good, though, right off the bat was there was a promising start. The defense held Seattle to a field goal on their first drive. The offense scored a touchdown on their first possession for the first time in 14 games when Kyler Murray found wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. However, that was about as good as it got offensively. Jody, we're going to start with the main dish. What prevented the Cardinals from creating momentum to find success on offense throughout the entire game?
1: Well, a lot of times they were shooting themselves in the foot and and getting into, you know, long, down-and-distance situations. Um, That first drive, though, it felt decisive. It felt like they were executing at a high level. And then a lot of things started happening. And unfortunately, again, it starts in the trenches. You guys have heard me talking about that. And when they also losing Will Hernandez in this game did not help matters, already a beat-up offensive line. So, I mean, a lot of things prevented it, Danny, but all in all, this team, I look at the 175 passing yards, 140 net passing yards. So that shows you the negative plays that we saw. You have to have more than that. I'm not, I don't care about the, you know, everyone has injuries, everybody has guys go down. This interior line is struggling, it's, it, I've said it every week. The offensive line right now is the biggest concern. And that is even more of a concern now. But there's got to be a way that you make up for that. And this offense is too good to be just putting out uh, 140 net passing yards. So, you know, the main dish, there's a lot to get into. I know we're going to get a little bit deeper into it, too. But they they just didn't. After that first drive, the momentum fizzled. And, and they didn't execute at a high level. And you know guys weren't getting open and it's just it's just all spiraled downward after yeah, that. We too. couldn't get
2: an offensive score after that first offensive opening drive until touched down with two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter so mm-hmm. I really think it was the offensive line that we were very weary of and all those screens mm-hmm. the screens have got to go I know I sound like every single one of you guys right now it's way too much and you said 140 net passing yards we just or behind the line of scrimmage, and you get a first and long, or a second and long, and then a third and long. And then it's, well, what do we do now? And then it's either another screen or a deep pass that's over somebody's head and can't get it in because and it didn't even really line. take
1: any deep shots yesterday. I think the other thing that I saw was Kyler Murray. And, and again, it's never a battle, the quarterbacks aren't playing each other, right? It's it's, it's the defense against them. Yep. But I saw Geno Smith at times when that pocket was collapsing, and it did quite a bit. I mean, the defense, this defense, they, they get some pressure. Okay, so but Geno Smith had a couple that he stood in there and a couple were on third down and he was able to make a play. Unfortunately, Kyler was only there was one play that I remember where he was able to really do that. And, you know, unfortunately when things started to collapse, the play ended there. Yeah. And and that really showed up to me as, you know, again, it's never head to head with these quarterbacks and they're they're both different. They both have different abilities. But that to me was uh, was really tough because That's something that you'd like to see Kyler do a little bit more at a high level.
0: The Cardinals were without their entire starting interior offensive line. Left guard Justin Pugh, who's out for the year with an ACL injury. So you have Cody Ford in, who's still really adjusting because he was on IR, missed the first four games with an ankle injury to start the season. You've got Billy Price in at center with Ronnie Hudson still dealing with a knee injury. And then your right guard, Will Hernandez, left the game with a chest injury. So it was rookie Lasita Smith, who really played most of the game, just the lack of communication and comfort, no matter how much you're practicing out there and you say that you have that comfort with each other when it goes down to the depth chart, that's not really the case when you don't have your true starting five offensive linemen. There were multiple high snaps. And to me, it all comes down to the offensive struggles being miscommunication, lack of execution, and 12 penalties for 77 yards. There were so many muscles pre-snap penalties. Yes, most are pre-snaps, that, false starts. That's stars. all focused yeah. to me. And
1: on the one draw, I mean, near the end when you needed to have a high level of execution, we saw, you know, Ford with the penalty, uh, Price with the penalty. You had a lot of those issues happening in the most crucial time in this the game. The Hopkins
0: touchdown, which was negated because of the Robbie Anderson false start. That, that to me is that lack of execution comes from focus because that doesn't come from the coaching staff. What, yeah. th- they can only do so much to make sure you're ready to go. That is on the players. This offense... Earlier in the week, head coach Cliff Kingsbury said that the Cardinals were trailing 91% of the time this season. They had the early lead in this game, but they couldn't hold on to it. The Cardinals had 10 offensive possessions, only three crossed midfield. Kyler Murray sacked five times. It was just, you had, again, you had that hope from the fast start. And then for whatever reason, this, this team, this offense specifically, can't put a complete game together. Q. And that's the
2: crazy thing is this team has been in so many games. Even at the end of this game this week, we were down three points. I mean, it ended up being a 10-score game. But we down three points, and somehow this team is still in this game. And I give a lot of credit to the defense for keeping us in these games where our offense continues to struggle. Yeah, we know, we'll, we'll talk about that later, about the reverse boot and how that killed us all game. But the defense has kept us in a lot of these games that we really should not be in.
1: And they were down at the end. I mean, I understand how frustrating it is to see the Seahawks do what they did, uh, which was, you know, again, convert on third downs late. Kenneth, you know, Walker was running wild late. That I just you're just watching that and saying that wasn't happening earlier in the game. This Mm-mm. defense was tired.
0: Yeah, well, right. They were on the field for so long because yeah. the offense was just having three and outs so consistently. The defense linebacker Zayvon Collins with a pick six, his first career interception, first career touchdown. That was the fifth return for a touchdown for the Cardinals this season. The defense has been the bright spot. And I agree with you, Jody. I thought that there was good pressure because there was good coverage consistently throughout the game. But when you get to the end of the game and you've been on the field for as long as the defense was, that's obviously going to start to get a little tougher for them. Seattle's offense, I thought, did a much better job this week than when these two teams played three weeks prior at being balanced. Seattle's offense, with more than 400 yards, wide receivers Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf were much more active. And that first time around, they combined for just four catches and 51 yards. This week, Lockett was 67 receiving yards, Metcalf 37. Tight end Noah Fant with ninety six. He kind of
2: we're not counting all the ninety six because there were all there was on a one there was play. a lot there
0: was like fifty one yards on one player right. But running back Kenneth oh, he, Walker, hundred and nine yards on the ground, two <laughs> touchdowns. I'm gonna look
1: at Fant's catches here. Ninety seven. They did have the big one, the backbreaker, right? Fifty one yards.
0: yes. I just have to say this.
1: I understand. Like you look at the Cardinals and so many teams talk about speed and building around speed. I mean, or maybe you just need a big tight end to be wide open on usually Another the right boom. side of the field I you know it it did get a little bit uh, repetitive to see that over and over again yeah. unfortunately yeah,
2: Danny so. you said a lot more balance but when you look at it I mean DK Mecca shown, you're locking him down for five receptions for 37 yards Byron
0: Murphy did another great another job another
2: outstanding job and Todd Lockett I mean 67 yards that's like those are season lows for those guys like our defense like I said before is still locking down these guys and get putting our offense in a position to win games and we're just not being able to Play complete football. Well,
1: and and Murphy did a great job. And that said, it's hard to come down on guys. But he he knows that pick would have changed things. 100%. You know, so, so close. If he gets that zone. pick, and that was earlier in the game. You know, there was still time for this to go either way, but that that would have been a big play. Murphy uh, had a great shot at a pick in the end zone. And that was the and, and downfall, and, and it, it
2: ended up happening later in the game as well where we had, uh, was it some, Tanner, Vallejo Tanner Vallejo had a shot, had a at, shot it. at it, and then they come back in the next exact play, third down, and they red zone and score. So, and
1: it's a lot to put on the defense, but they, they now, if they didn't know <laughs> it before, they have to know it now, that they're going to be needed to make those. I mean, they, the Cardinals absolutely need – that is not gravy. That is, those are the plays that they actually need because of this struggle uh, that the offense is having right now. And
0: the reason that, to start the season, so many of us in the media were not truly confident in the defense the way we were in, in the offense was because of that young depth you're having to rely on on the defense where the offense has much more of a veteran presence. However, it's been the young players on defense who have been making those big plays. Isaiah Simmons with a sack. Zayvon Collins with the pick six. Yes, Byron Murphy did a great job locking down Metcalf. Marco Wilson was traveling with Tyler Lockett the entire game. It's been those younger players who week after week have stepped up and done their job. And so if you're looking for a bright spot on the defense, not just immediately, but for the future, that's something to grab onto. And like you
2: said, Danny, we didn't get past that 50. We said 10 drives three times got past that 50. On offense, yeah. I mean, that's gassing our defense. Our defense is getting on the bench finally getting a rest and before they know it's three and out or a five and out and they're back on the field. And it's just like we Seahawks had 10 minutes more of possession time than us and that's a lot in a football game.
1: Especially at the, again, at the end when at they the end. really needed to take time off the clock and ran the ball.
0: I thought Zach Ertz game in the locker room had a great description for how things feel right now. He said it's one step forward, two steps back and that's how it's felt all season. Let's go into our hot takes. Jody, I'll let you go first.
1: Okay. What's well, your hot
0: take? Your hot, I'm oh, sorry, hot cake take. Hot cake take. I take out.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that I'm going to talk about the receiving core right here because, again, this is a team. We're trying to figure out why. I mean, and we're not getting answers. I'm sure they're looking again at the film today and trying to figure it out. The answers aren't real clear here. But let's dive into the fact. The one thing that kept coming into my mind when I'm watching yesterday, and I'm thinking, okay, D Hop had been kind of that, you know, fix for all the problems, even though now they're one and two with him back, unfortunately. If you had Hollywood Brown here, does it make it better? Yes. If Hollywood's healthy, I, th- I do think this offense is that much more effective. We see how much difference one guy makes. Now, I realize that this is a moot point because he's not healthy and he won't be for another couple weeks at, at the earliest. The other question to me is, why is Robbie Anderson having such a tough time getting, um, you know, acclimated? Uh, I understand it's not easy to go to another team, but I just think everyone thought that would happen a little more quickly. And then you had, you know, last week you had A.J. Green getting a lot of snaps, really no targets, maybe one target. This week he got one play, I think, so... It's kind of you're kind of when you talk about that's what I feel like it looks like one step forward two steps back so these are questions that I have that I'm wondering when I look at why is the offense not more productive because you know I mean there's the issue of the run game but we know they were clogging up the middle they they have the way that they play it can be hard to run um, I did like what they did on the last touchdown drive D hop it was negated but they did hit you know Murray did hit Zach Ertz. I liked the urgency there. I liked how Connor ripped off a run of five or six yards. You know, so there was there was a little bit, there was but there was no sustained running game at all. So that's why I'm putting in on the passing game as we do see in the NFL a lot. And that's the thing. Again, it just seems to be that mixture of, you know, when D Hop, you know, and Woolen did a good job on D Hop. They have a young defense as well, much younger even than the Cardinals, and we're seeing that Seahawks defense progress. So Not putting it all D hop, but these, you know, if you had Hollywood, yeah, that helps out. You don't. Robbie Anderson, to me, um, maybe that was it. Maybe this was like the last one where, okay, had the penalty, had the drop. Next week, there's, you know, maybe he's more ready to go. Maybe he's, you know, there's probably a lot going on in his mind right now. So my hot take, my hot cake take around the, uh, swirling around the receivers, Danny, and hoping that next week against the Rams, it gets better.
0: That was Robbie Anderson's third game as a cardinal. The first game Thursday night in the same so short week so understandably so didn't have a large role in that game. In those 3 games though, he has one reception for minus Ooh, nice 4 week. yards. And that was this week. That was this week. That, which We're, was a strange play
1: I thought, but
0: yeah. but you <laughs> there you brought him in for that speed for yeah. for those big plays and those haven't even come close to coming to fruition. The, the curious part of the wide receiving group for Sun- in Sunday's loss to me is DeAndre Hopkins. He had four catches on just five targets, 36 yards. Cue only one target in the second uh, half. Was,
2: that was the, my next point. Uh, why are we not targeting D Hop in the second half? I mean, it's a close game. You're down one score, and we're not even looking D Hop's way. And I know they played great coverage on D Hop all game, and but it's DeAndre Hopkins, and we're not even looking his way. It's just a lot of screens and a lot very little run. So it's like when you look back at the stats and you look at everything and we watched the game and we watched the game in very great depth, it's like what were we doing in the second half that D Hop got one target when, Is it technically two, the one that was negated, but um like D Hop's just not getting the ball.
1: Yeah. I, I think that pocket was collapsing and Kyler was, you know, panicking a little bit. Yeah. And and I think it was harder to execute everything at yeah. that point. Q, what's your hot cake take?
2: This offensive line, we got it. I think it was my hot take take week one after Kansas City. They got to look in the mirror and it's next man up mentality. And we've seen it before. Um, and the Smith played. We said he opening drive. A, the touchdown I is when he went only, out.
1: Yeah, he had s- nine snaps. Yeah, I, in think the game, he, I, I think. I think after Fernando's the touchdown
2: so. is when he went down with a peck injury. So peck injuries have never really good injuries to have. So that could be a while. So got to look in the mirror. Gotta look in the mirror, offensive line, and really step up and really prove that this offensive line can do something. And hopefully we get Rodney Hudson back. And it's been four weeks now without Rodney. So, I mean, and it was his knee. So, I mean, I don't know. This offensive line needs to look in the mirror and really step up and next man up mentality.
0: They're definitely missing Hudson in the center when it comes to those snaps, the communication, the comfort level with Kyler Murray.
2: And that's the biggest thing is Rodney does a lot of pre-snap communication with Kyler and without having that, there's not anything on the offensive line. Uh, Billy Price coming in, this is his third game. I think he came in at the same time as Cody Ford. So, I mean... Pre snap communication and picking up blitzes and picking up linebackers, that kind of stuff, it, it's missing, and you can see it. And Billy Price got pretty much ran straight through in that one sack, and it's just
1: yeah, he's had a tough time. I mean, and we saw some of that a little bit when he, you know um, they made the switch from Harlow to, to Price. And I'm sure if you are this coaching staff and you're Steve Kime, you're looking at it and saying, "What can we do personnel wise to make this better?" Again, hard to do that on the fly. Do you try to change the personnel, or do you ride with the guys that are, in theory, getting better each week? In theory, is Billy Price going to just improve with time in this offense? And, you know, not putting it all on him, but, you know, being the center, that's a tough position. Um, just, But I'm talking about really all the guys that are in that backup role. And, you know, thankfully... You're, you're always great. I mean, I've seen covering, you know, in this team for over 20 years, you know, there have been times that, oh, I mean, just bad luck. Injuries are bad luck. Yeah. And, you know, there are times that teams are able to be in there the whole year, uh, have the, the group together the whole year, which which I think has been the case with this group the last couple of years. They've been fairly healthy. Not
0: last year, though. But
1: not last year, but the the year prior, I believe it was. And then even, but that's always a key to, you know, success, success. for an <laughs> yeah. offense. So. You know, when you look at it, at times there have been all, you know, four or five of the starters out. So I am thankful that DJ was back in there. I'm thankful that Beecham has been in there. Um, It's just, it's very tough. So that's that's definitely a hot take because it is the hot spot right now, the O-line.
0: Yeah, well, here's the problem is if you're having to look at personnel or stick with who you got, that leads to my hot cake take, which is that time is running out. You're 3-6 right now, the Cardinals overall. You're 0-3 in the division, so you are essentially now four games back from Seattle in first place in the NFC West because Seattle has won the two games against the Cardinals this year. Time is running out for the Cardinals to get on track and keep their chances alive at having a winning season and making the playoffs. You're very close to having things go sideways at this point. And this is the most pivotal point of the season. Seattle's Seattle's game Sunday, that was the first of three straight divisional games for the Cardinals. So on deck, they have the Rams, reigning Super Bowl champs. Who lost last week. Right, they lost to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then you have the 49ers. The NFC West for the most part is pretty close. I mean, Seattle is taking a pretty fair lead now in the division, but between the 49ers and the Rams and Mm -hmm. the Cardinals, if you can get these next two wins, you're not necessarily out of it. However, if you don't get these next two wins... I don't want to go so far as to say the season might be uh, – how about I say this? You yeah, dig yourself a very deep over. hole yeah. that will be incredibly difficult to get out of. Yeah,
1: it, it's difficult. And, I mean, you know, this was a must-win game. We all felt that 3-6 and six was something you didn't want to be staring down. Because you know what the Rams bring and how tough that is. And, by the way, the Rams – what was that, 16-13 yesterday – that's a game that last year I remember watching. It was in September, and they had each scored 30 points. It was like it was like 38, 34. Quarterbacks in the league, by the way, not having an easy time this year. Right. Some of them are just aging, but you know, and that's not the issue with Kyler Murray. Luckily, he is yeah. young. And that's part of uh, maybe still the growing pains. But no, to your point, Danny, it makes it another must-win this week. And it's a a tough spot, but you know what's difficult is again what you what you said Q they've been in these games look at the scores 20 to 12 against the Rams at home that was a game that I I was just I think that game might have infuriated me more than all of these games because I'd it was agree. sitting there it, it's been sitting there every time and then you look at the you know 19 to 9 against the Seahawks then yesterday you score 21 it's 31 21 only 14 points came from the offense the offense has not been effective in these games 12 points nine points, 21, really 14 14. points in these divisional games. That's why this team is 0-3 in those games.
0: Let's close it out with bring home the bacon. Um, I'm going to go first just to continue off the point you guys are talking about, which is that this team continues to create chances for themselves. Byron Murphy almost had that pick in the end zone Sunday in the loss to Seattle. Hopkins touchdown, which was negated by the false start. The flea flicker from Kyler Murray to Greg Dortch to James Conner, which would have looked really great, except it was two forward passes. So this team is finding a way to keep themselves in the game. The offense utilizing Rondell Moore more and more every week, more vertically than horizontally. In Sunday's game, eight catches for 69 yards. The problem is they're making it difficult for themselves. A lot of those self-inflicting wounds, which we've heard from the players, those penalties, the lack of execution, the miscommunication, whether that has to do with timing from getting the play calls in fast enough and understanding what's going on, things are not clicking as a whole Mm -hmm. for this team. And the problem is you're running out of time. Yeah. That's my bring home the bacon. Who else wants to contribute?
2: (laughs) I will bring it it home home. with... I know last week was a must-win game, but this Rams team is a must-win game. Besides the 169-yard pass to Cooper Cup last night, Matt Stafford would have thrown for less than 100 yards.
1: Yeah. He's struggling. He
2: is struggling. Their defense is struggling. They're not getting to the quarterback. Their run game is severely struggling. This game in L.A. is a must-win game. And like you said, Danny, if, if time is running out. And if we go to three and seven and zero and four, zero and five, and the division, uh, it's just not going to look good. It's not. This season's sideways at that point. So, going up against this really rough Rams offense in LA is a must-win for this Cardinals
1: team. My bring home the bacon. Is uh, there there's some ties to what you guys just said as far as this is a team that has been right there and last night I was hearing a lot of well the fans are as outraged as they were in the fifty eight to nothing loss to the Seahawks which was a pivotal moment you know kind of in the franchise and when it went up from there of course but you know my issue with that is. What we've been seeing is nothing like that. This is a team that's in the game, and that's what's more frustrating. This team has been in all these games. You're right there. It's uh, there's no comparison of a team that got blown out by 58 points. That is what makes it almost worse, though. And you're wasting this talent if you're not figuring out how to get it done on the field, and that means executing in crucial moments. Um, I understand there's a lot on the coaching staff. There's a lot in preparing for these games, but. There has to be leadership on the field in those moments to make something happen late in the game. You know, Q, I think you mentioned it. 24-21, to this team was only down by three with 3.32 left. You absolutely had a chance to make this game a winnable game. It was a winnable game late in the game. Now, you hate to see all those wasted possessions earlier in the game. Again, it's where we go back to um, taking care of the ball. You know, this is a team, both teams, both quarterbacks, um had passes that should have been picked off and weren't. Both Gina and Gina was picked off, obviously, by, by Zavin in what was a great moment in this game, you know, to take the lead. But, um, you know, Kyler had some passes also then, and they, they had some things that, you know, I thought for sure Rondell Moore had fumbled, and, and then it ended up getting um, what's called an incomplete pass. So, they to me, they had nine lives yesterday, and they still yeah. didn't find a way to win because... They made mistakes that they actually didn't. That didn't catch up to them in the moment. But again, they have got to find a way to use all this talent. These guys, you know, I understand their injuries, but there's a lot of guys that are healthy and and want this very badly. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of guys on this team that weren't even weren't looking to come here to be 500. You know, No. these are guys. You know, Zach Ertz, J.J. Watt, Kyler Murray's talked about it many times when he signed his deal. This was about going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and unfortunately, that looks. Really, number one, you got to try to get in the playoffs, right? Okay, we've <laughs> seen step. crazy things happen here. We saw it um, firsthand in two thousand eight. So you just have to get in, but that is very much in jeopardy right now. Three and six. Yeah, I
2: mean, we look at our losses. Five of them. Five of our six losses have been ten points or less, and then eight of our nine games have been. 10 or less points so we're right in these games and we just have to figure out how to close that gap and find that extra stretch and that extra motivation and that extra confidence to really close out a game I mean we're right there every single game and I think that's one thing that hurts the fans the most that you you look at it and it's like we are right
1: there. well and I think sometimes fans don't realize you know it's it's if you're not focused and you're not ready, I mean, you will get blown out. This is the NFL, yeah. so I mean, th- it means something. You know, no one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear what we're saying in that given this is Sunday close games, yeah. but it's it's hard to to play this game and 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 be close and and. But the thing is that there is what you're talking about finishing, making big plays when it counts, and they just haven't. You need a dynamic play. There have been no dynamic plays offensively. Yeah. And, you know, Kyler Murray tried to do it a couple times with his feet yesterday. Again, only a couple design runs. Those were not working yesterday. Um, And there was one that I think could have actually been a big gain, but somebody got a hand on Kyler and it just didn't develop. Um, But again, that could have been that could have been quite a a big gain. And those are the little things. Those are the little things that, that when they watch the film, they'll see that it's there. You just have to make it happen. That's that's really what the NFL is all about, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: No better time than now to turn things around when the Cardinals travel to L.A. to face the reigning Super Bowl champs, the Rams, who the Cardinals lost at home to in Week 3. And then they travel to Mexico City where they will face the San Francisco 49ers. Quick reminder, though, that HBO's Hard Knocks it's kicking off this week. So Wednesday, November 9th is when the first episode airs. And we saw it with the Colts last year when they were the in-season team. I believe they were two and six. And then as soon as those episodes started airing, Indy turned their season around. So maybe having these cameras on and only a little hope. more accountability, maybe this better is the a <laughs> better
2: ending than the Colts. Though. Maybe
0: this yeah. is the spark that the team needs. Any spark is welcome, right? We'll <laughs> take anything
1: right now. Anything.
0: Well, we will be here every step of the way, Morning Scramble crew, next Monday after the Rams game. As always, you can stay locked in on azcardinals.com for content and coverage throughout the week, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever you need covering this Cardinals team. For Q McCorvey and Jody Jackson, I'm Danny Sirac. We'll catch y'all right here next week on Morning Scramble.